In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom. I'm glad to be with you today. Do you realize today that the Lord is in control? Oh yes, you say, my life is falling apart. The Lord is in control. Take one thing at a time. You cannot take eight things at once. You become barraged. You need to take one thing at a time with the Lord, with the Lord. You say, I'm overwhelmed. That's because you're taking more than one thing at a time. I have the, the uh, box theory. I put one box and I'm talking about something in that box. The other seven boxes I leave alone until I finish with the first box. Then I go on to the second one. And then after I finish with the second one, I go on to the third one. But that's how I do it. When I was studying for my exams, we had five exams. I couldn't think about five exams. I only had to think about one at a time, the one I was going to take tomorrow. Well, anyway, God's in control. And you know what? He loves you. And he's got plans for your life. And he's on the throne, and he hears and answers prayer. And as long as your faith in him is intact, everything's going to come out all right. You say, I don't believe it. Well, it's going to be true anyway. If you trust him, it's going to be true anyway. Because he is the one who fixes us. We cannot fix ourselves. He fixes us little by little. I remember someone saying to me, Father Tom, you catch the fish, but Jesus cleans them. That's real. That's absolutely real. We're looking at the 10th chapter of Mark, verse 17. He was setting out on a tour, on a journey. A man ran up and knelt before him asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. The rich young man said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Listen to the next line. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said. He just didn't say what he was going to say. He looked at the rich young man and loved him. The eyes of Jesus loving this poor man. You lack one thing. Go and sell what you own and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving 
for he had many possessions. You see, his heart was at the possessions. But Jesus looked at him and loved him. I'm going to tell you that Jesus looks at you today and loves you. Oh, yes, he has plans for you. You need to fulfill those plans in faith. He has plans for you. You say, my life is a mess. I want to tell you, everyone starts off with a messy life. Then Jesus starts putting it back together. You might say, how does he do that? With your relationship with him. As you pray, as you read the scripture, as you go receive the Eucharist, as you go to penance. Oh yes, he has plans for you. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And his disciples were perplexed at these words. Children, he said, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For men it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. All things are possible. As long as he's got your heart, as long as he's got your lives, as long as he loves you, and he does love you. Where is your heart today? Have you surrendered to the Lord? Surrender to the Lord, and he will do everything for you. Oh, yes, surrender to the Lord, and he will do everything for you. Peter began to say to Jesus, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I tell you, there is no one who has left house, brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the gospel who will not receive a hundred now in this age houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, no fathers, because God is Father, children, fields with persecutions. That's what people don't like, persecutions. But you see, if we have the gospel, people are going to try to turn off our light. They're going to make fun of us. They call us Jesus freaks. I don't mind being called a Jesus freak. You know, Connie Francis used to have this song, Everybody Loves Somebody and everybody is somebody's fool. I'm somebody's fool too. A fool for Jesus. Everybody's got somebody as a fool. I'm a fool for Jesus. Who are you a fool for? Who are you a fool for? And persecutions. And in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. 
People are dying in Africa because they are Christian, because they are Catholic. People are dying in China because they are Christian, because they are Catholic. Also Russia. I tell you, these are our brothers and sisters who are persecuted even unto death. And who prays for them? I do, by the grace of God. I do it almost at every Mass, I pray for them. Because these brothers and sisters are true disciples of Jesus. They are being killed. They are being jailed. They are being hit. I tell you, it's time for us to pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters. I'm looking at the 10th chapter, verse 32. They were on the road going up to Jerusalem. The only way up to Jerusalem is up. It's on Mount Zion. And Jesus was walking ahead of them, just like the shepherd. They were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. He took the twelve aside again and began to tell them what was going to happen to him, saying, See, we are going to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be handed over to chief priests and scribes. They will condemn him to death. They will hand him over to the Gentiles. They will mock him and spit upon him. They will flog him and kill him. And after three days, he will rise again. This is so wonderful. Our Lord takes the rap for me and you. Our Lord takes the rap for us. He dies for our sins, and he became sin on the cross. He who knew no sin became sin on the cross for you so that you would have eternal life for me so that I would have eternal life. We're on chapter 10 in Mark, verse 35. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit one at your right hand, and one at your left in your glory. Again, they have no idea, these disciples, that it's all about surrender. It's all about service. It's all about becoming a slave. They want to sit one at the right and one at the left of Jesus. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, the cup of persecution? the cup of death, to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with, baptism of persecution and death. They replied, We are able. Then Jesus said to them, The cup that I will drink will be your drink, and with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit on my right hand on my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. Then the ten heard this, 
they began to get angry with James and John again. Not forgiveness, but anger. These people need forgiveness. Jesus has to die because these, these disciples, these apostles, have not been changed. When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them. Their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. Whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be the slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You are one of the people that he gave his life for. Are you grateful today? Your life is a mess. That's not what I asked you. Are you grateful today that he gave his life for you? Are you grateful? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Thank you, Jesus, that you absorbed the sins of the world. You said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all people unto myself. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you drew me into your sacred heart on the cross. I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful. I need to be more grateful, Jesus. I need to be more grateful. Verse 46. They came to Jericho. Jericho is a beautiful place where many things grow because they're watered by seven streams. And as he said to his disciples, a large crowd were leaving Jericho. Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. This is an interesting thing. Let's remember what Peter is called, Simon Bar-Jonah. Simon is his name, Bar-son of Jonah. Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, no name. He has no name. He's blind. They never gave him a name. But Jesus loves him. Jesus loves him. When Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shut out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Son of David, have mercy on me. Many ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. What cloak do we have that prevents Jesus from coming to us? Have to throw it off. 
the obstacle. Throw it off. Give it over. Give it to Jesus. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. So he must have seen before. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. Followed Jesus where? Up to Jerusalem, where he's going to be ridiculed, spat upon, whips, crown of thorns. I believe Bartimaeus was with Jesus when he died. I believe because he knew who healed him. He followed him up to Jerusalem. And that's where Jesus was going to experience, become a sin offering, become sin for us. Chapter 11. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it to me. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Just say this, The Lord needs it and will send it back here immediately. The Lord needs it. Do you know the Lord needs you? He chooses to need you. He needed that colt. But he needs you and me to be witnesses in the name of Jesus to people. The Lord has need of it. Do you know that today? That he needs you. He chooses to need you. He chooses to need me. Let me continue. They went away and found the colt tied near a door outside the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, What are you doing untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus. They brought you to Jesus. They brought me to Jesus to do his will, to do his will, to do his will. And they threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut off in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna to the Son of David. They were shouting. They were shouting, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he in his coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. 
and when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Who lives in Bethany? Mary and Martha and Lazarus. He wanted to have some friendship. He went out to Bethany. Do you know that Jesus wants to be friends with you? You say, I never had a friend. Well, Jesus wants to be friends with you. That's real. But you've got to make time for him. He'll look at you and love you and tell you what he needs you to do. And one of the things he'll say, make time to pray, to read the scripture. You know, people don't read the scripture because the devil doesn't want them to. It's as easy as that. It's as real as that. People don't read the scripture because the devil takes it from them. Oh, they read books about Jesus. They read books about the apostles, but they don't read the scriptures. Oh, well, you know, I wasn't raised with the scriptures. Well, you know what? You weren't raised with a television that's feet long. You weren't raised with the microwave. You weren't raised with a computer. But we've soon learned how to use them. The devil hates the scripture. And he wants you never to open it up. That's real. That's real. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything as it was already late, he went to Bethany with the twelve. Chapter 11, verse 12. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see whether perhaps he would find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who bears much fruit proves to be my disciple. He doesn't want leaves. He wants grapes. He doesn't want leaves. He wants people. Do you know that today? The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, 
Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and He dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Charismatic Renewal Services have a Fall Congress, September 10th, 8 in the morning till 5 in the evening. Lunch will be served. It's only $30. It's held at St. Stephen's Parish in Framingham. It's all about healing, that he healed everyone that came to him. So call this number for more information, 781-333-5308, God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.